episode of the Casa de Haha podcast. Indeed, we are back. I am back. I am your host, Daniel Reskin, local Miami comedian, writer, podcaster, blogger, actor, voiceover. Uh, I can draw. Uh, I do yoga. Um, I, anything else, I, I no longer wait tables. So uh, if you think of something, I will do that as well. I am currently on my way to South Beach. Miami Beach. I don't spend too much time on the beach. I'm a mainland Miami man. Do not spend a lot of time there, but we are heading there. I, the queen we, royal we, uh, to the South Beach Comedy Festival. That's right. It is April 4th, Friday night, one of the major days of this yearly fun festival by Live Nation and Comedy Central. They book a bunch of comedy acts for a great weekend, stacked and packed with some great national acts. Last night, I got to see W. Kamau Bell, the hilarious, political, edgy, insightful comedian um, who I interviewed for a New Times article a couple weeks before. Check that out on my website, danielreskin.com, or on the New Times Cultist blog. And I think Kamau shared it somewhere, so follow him. The awesome guy. He was hilarious. At the same time, Joe Rogan was performing in the main room at the Fillmore. Kamau was in the back room, which uh, I'm not even going to get into the racial uh, undertones there. He would, though. He gladly would. The uh, And then bowling. We had a fun bowling party. VIP bowling party. Uh, for people who went to the show, I think, could just show up. And a bunch of Miami comedians. To all the com- a lot of the comedians uh, in the festival, I got to catch my first glimpse of Chris Hardwick in real life. A Papa Nerdist. I saw him bowl a strike. It was incredible. I crossed that off my comedic bucket list, uh, and I look forward to helping and meeting. I'm on the volunteer staff, I should say, uh, for the festival for the second year. So I got the shirt that says I'm part of the laugh staff. I run around, I move banners, uh, help stuff bags of goodies, various functions of that sort, and in return, oh, I get to watch anything. I get to watch as many shows as I am physically able to be present at, which is not nearly enough, but I get to choose. And tonight, ooh, I am on my way, actually early, to a rehearsal for Chris Hardwick's show tonight. He's doing At Midnight, his television show for Comedy Central. Newish, extremely popular comedian panel, internet pop culture quiz show. It is amazing. If you have not seen it, check it out at the at symbol, At Midnight. A lot of uh, amazing comedians who you should know are on that show. So check that out, because I'm about to go check that out. It's amazing. I'm excited. I, I want to see how the rehearsal works in comparison to the actual show. They have Doug Benson and Matt Bronger and someone else whose name I cannot remember currently. I'm sure I will learn it and love it by the end of this experience. And uh, yeah, that's the sound of my my turn signal left. I'm currently fighting my way through the lovely Miami traffic. Beautiful weather. Beautiful people. 
making beautiful faces of disgust at each other in road rage. I'm home. So I'm excited for that. And then later tonight, I'm going to be working either the At Midnight Show for Chris Hardwick or the Meltdown Comics Show which last year they always have the free stage uh, outside on Lincoln Road. It was a big thing, part of the festival, uh, for the lesser names, the up-and-comers, to get some time. This time they nixed the outdoor stage, incorporated it into the Meltdown Comics show, which is a hilarious show that comedians Kumail Nanjiani and Jonah Ray run out in L.A. with the whole Nerdist Theater at NerdMelt. I got to visit it when I was out there last time. I'm, I'm a very happy camper right now. This is nice. We do not get treated to amazing Miami comedians like this very often. Or, or rarely. Rarer than rare, my friends. Rarefied air. I am breathing tonight. So this is fun. I'm going to not get into an automobile accident. And I'll check in with you all later. Maybe I'll be able to shake down one of these comics and get a word or two on the old microphone get some listeners on the old Castapod. Everybody, thank you for listening. Casa de Haha Podcast. My name is Daniel Reskin. Let's adventure at the South Beach Comedy Festival 2014. Daniel? Yes. Hey, you're on the line with Kamal. Wonderful. Hello, Kamal? Yes. Mr. Bell, hello, welcome. Thank you for doing this. Uh, thank you for talking to me. A pleasure. Yeah, my name is Daniel Reskin. I'm a local comedian also, but I also write for the New Times. Oh, cool. I cover the comedy beat. Oh, cool. I'm glad to know there's a comedy beat. <laughs> the New Times. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a very faint pulse, but uh, I'm trying to keep it alive. Yeah. But definitely. Well, I mean, that South Beach Festival's got to help, I guess. The, it does, and it doesn't, because it's, it's great to have a comedy festival down here, but it is also a Florida comedy festival that utilizes basically zero Florida talent. That's how every festival in every city works. <laughs> are, are they all like that? I always thought that there's a little... Anyway, in, uh, the, we have the sketch, San Francisco Sketch Fest, which uh, uh, the community feels the same way as San Francisco. Really? Okay. Well, then I'm glad to know there's a little solidarity. Yeah, I just want to, as far as comedy festival goes, Miami is getting screwed just as badly as every other city. <laughs> all right. I can't speak to everything else, but as far as comedy festival, that's right. Well, then I feel vindicated then. That's good. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad we talked this. The same raw deal. All right, well, it was great. Well, have a great day. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just got a couple questions for it. Yeah, starting with Miami. Have you ever been to the city before? Uh, actually, just a couple months ago, for my first time, I, I performed oh, the, at FIU. Of, of course. Right, I was going to interview for that, definitely. What was your experience with that? I mean, that's, you know, when you perform at a university, it's very... Uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a very, you can't really get a, a, you can't get a pulse of the city, as you're saying. You just sort of, you right. get off the plane, they drive you to university, you go inside to the place, which, which looks like every university on the planet, mm-hmm. uh, you do your thing, and you get the hell out. <laughs> it's just really, I feel like this time I will probably, I didn't get to like, yeah, you know, I, I can't compare the Miami I saw to the Miami of Will Smith's dreams. <laughs> right, which you'll, you'll probably see that Miami at the South Beach Festival for sure. But it is among yeah, many. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'm. I don't even know if I want to see that Miami. That's not exactly how I roll. I, you know. Yeah. I, I wear hoodies and, uh, <laughs> and and sweaters every day. You'll fit in with the the rest of Miami that pretty much hates that Miami as well. The the mainland Miami that's not on the beach. Is... Yeah, I hope, I hope the mainland Miami comes out to the show. Yeah, that's where this uh, article. I mean, it's funny. The other thing about the only other thing that I noticed about when I was in. 
Miami was at, I mean, and this is going to sound so stupid, but this is, I put myself in position regularly, like, I, I know it's going to sound stupid, here we go. I was just <laughs> amazed that everybody I ran into at some point was speaking Spanish to somebody else. Like people who, like there's, I come from, like I've lived in New York, I've lived in San Francisco. Generally, the people who speak Spanish, and this is the part that sounds totally ridiculous, are people who go, oh, I expect I gotta speak Spanish. Right. But in Miami, it was like, I was like, oh, this is the future. (laughs) This is what what 10 years from now is gonna be like. Yeah, we are diverse, man. We are a bit backwards in other ways, but diversity, we have gotten spades. Yeah, no, I was like, yeah, the future where it's like every, you know, Chinese people speak Spanish in America. Like, like, it really encouraged me to get my Rosetta Stone on. Nice, exactly. Aprendiendo Espanol. That's that's how you say I learn it. I've Rosetta Stone as well, and that's as far as I've gotten. So uh, that's good. Um, was it cool being, it was a lecture series. Were you Were you more of a Professor Bell, or did you keep it comedian style? No, I mean it's a it's a it's a comedy show that I wrote that got me the TV show that I that I held on oh, to. Oh, oh, it was it was uh, for the, a year. The bell so curve. It was a, what? It was a version of the bell curve. Yeah, it was about it was the bell curve. Yeah. Oh, okay, very I cool. Mean, every, every every version of the bell curve is a version of the bell curve because I rewrite it all the time because of oh. topical stuff. But yeah, it was the bell curve. That's the thing that I still do in colleges. Okay, so that I don't really do it outside of colleges anymore. But yeah. That so that original vehicle, rather than leaving it behind, has become something you constantly update and and refurbish. Yeah, I mean it's like you know it's like the it's like a it's like a classic car. It's on, it's always on the wall and always working on it. <laughs> just, nice. you know. That's cool. But I don't drive it that often because I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> right, right. You keep it in just for the nice weekend drive. Now, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So whereas like my stand-up act is like the jalopy that I take out and kick and <laughs> the beater <laughs> and I drive it too fast and you know every now and again the engine falls out again another reason you'll fit in perfectly here we have ro- <laughs> road rage um, alright so how does uh, this new performance you, this is part of your Oh Everything tour I that's right Oh Everything Oh Everything what's, what's wrong Oh Everything <laughs> right, so that's kind of the the meaning of it. You're, there's no one topic that stands out so much. You just have to jump I mean, yeah, on everything. Like you know, you just turn on the, you turn on the cable news, and it's just like you know, it's I it, you know, I, people know me for focusing on race, and that's great. But if you turn on the news and pay attention to the world, it's basically everything. So mm. uh, I don't claim to talk about everything in the show, but I just sort of feel like that leaves it open for me to figure out whatever's, you know, whatever's bugging me as I get there into that town or whatever, you know, or just also let people, you know, I think it's just, we have to stop. Everybody has a tendency to focus on what's wrong in their corner. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to get to a place where we sort of look, we, we focus on our corner, but we also look outside and we're like, oh, it's everything. Mm. Right. You don't want to preach to your own choir too much. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that we basically it's not about Republicans and Democrats as far as I'm concerned. It's about people who are cool and excited for the future and people who are uncool and want to do the past. Mm. And so if you break it down to those categories, there's way more cool people than there are. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know if we could form the, the, the cool people party, then we would win the election all the time because mm. most people are cool and excited and want the future to arrive. Right, right. Hmm. Well, so, so your comedy focusing, uh, I mean, your comedy does focus on real issues as opposed to other comedians, you're 
usually talking about something that exists and usually something that matters uh, to people. Do you find that this is a handicap or is it something that excites you to work harder? Making the audience laugh I mean, it, and think. It excites me. I don't think I could, I've tried, you know, I've, been to, I've tried to do the other kind of comedy at certain points, but, and I like that comedy when people do it. I'm not trying to say this, no, it's just the comedy that really sort of gets me off is the comedy about, like, the, where people have agendas and want to change their mind. Mm-hmm. Having said that, that's not the fastest way to a million dollars in the entertainment industry, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I could talk more about, like, you know, how socks don't make it in the dryer or something. Oh. It's a great joke that Jerry Seinfeld told years ago. Mm-hmm. If I had more jokes like that, you know, I'd have a bigger chance of being Jerry Seinfeld. But it's probably not going to happen at this point. Sure. So do you, do you think that by trying to make your audience laugh and think, are you in some respect cutting the comedy with thought or a meaning, you know? I mean, I don't know. It's like, I think it, I don't sit down and necessarily, like, I don't write something smart and try to make it funny. Mm. It just happens to be the things I think are funny. People then later go, oh, that was smart. And I go, oh, okay, if you say so. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get just the same big laughs that as we talked about as Jerry Seinfeld getting. Right. It's just every comic has a set of rules that they sort of write their act by. Like, Jerry Seinfeld's not going to swear or, you know, mm-hmm. or be explicit. You know, same with Bill Cosby. And I just have an act that I have a different set of rules. But I'm not sitting down and going, you know, here's the thing. I don't want to write dumb jokes. But I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody really wants to write dumb jokes. I don't want to write jokes that the audience goes, that's stupid. Right. I mean, I don't mind that response. like, that's stupid. That's, I like that response. But, uh, but not, pa- know, not pandering. Like, I, I, I definitely like jokes that people go, huh, mm-hmm. that was funny. And I'm going to have an awkward conversation in the car on the way home. <laughs> Great. Right. So it just fits I mean, you. My favorite response from a show I did recently, this was important. I was just there two days ago. And somebody told me that after the show, they heard two guys talking. And one guy goes, that was the worst show I've ever seen. And his friend goes, what are you talking about? That was the best show I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, that's the response I want from every show. Wow. You, you, that's an awkward car ride home. You are like the biggest thing that ever happened in that friendship. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're either going to become even better friends or they're never going to be again. <laughs> Bitter enemies, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Making waves. Um, all right. Moving right along. Uh, almost almost done here. Uh, I was a big fan of Totally Biased. Um, you were the one. I was, it was me, and my Nielsen box was broken. I'm very sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, I don't think a lot of Totally Biased fans had Nielsen box. That's weird how that works. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, like, after... All of the aftermath and the ups and downs and the network stuff and the fan acclaim and the critical acclaim and the you know uh, what what are you left with? Yes, yes, the whole that that. How what are you left with? How is your soul? Uh, is it crinkling out and refilling, or is it still kind of squishy? Well, I mean, part of the reason I'm doing the tour is because I was like after like oh doing over a year of television and stand on your mark and read the prompter and. Go sit down and interview this person. I was really craving the freedom of stand-up comedy, where you know I've done, we've done like half a dozen shows on the tour so far, and each one has been 
oh, significantly different, but different enough that everybody knows that if you came to all the shows, you'd be like, oh, you didn't do that last night, or oh, you didn't talk about this last night, or, mm-hmm. or because I'm in different cities, I talk to each city sort of about the things that I know about that city or that I learn about that city. So ah. it, I like that side of it. And it also gives you the ability to work on jokes. Like, you know, a joke that starts out okay, you can work on it and make it great. And I like that process a lot. Where it's totally biased. On TV, once you say it once, it's gone forever. Mm-hmm. Except on the internet where it lives to be criticized. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so for me, this is, this is like, sort of like the anti-TV is live performance. And I think, you know, many people said, well, you're better live than you're on the show. I'm totally biased. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I've done that longer. Sure, right. Uh, but yeah, so for me, this is the, but I still, having said that, you know, I'm still pursuing opportunities to get back into TV. And I've met with some people and I feel great. It's great. I have options now that I didn't have before totally biased. Mm. You know, and it come, and when it comes right down to people are like, you got so screwed by Fox or FX. I was like, hey, they could have just not given me a TV show in the first place. Yeah, that's true. There, right? was, there was always that option. <laughs> well, it wasn't like it was my turn. Uh, it's, it's that guy's turn for a TV show. Oh, man, we didn't want to give it to him, but it's his turn. Give him a year and a half and then take it away and see what yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just let it go for you now. Then they can't. <laughs> then we can't be sued by the NAACP. <laughs> right. They met their quota. That was the uh, equal opportunity series given. So um, then on the show, uh, so that's that's what you're left with. When you, you interviewed so many amazing people on the show, um, did you prefer interviewing comedians or non-comedians? Uh, I, you know, it's, um, I mean, I think I prefer interviewing people who I felt like, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly had a good time interviewing comedians. I, I prefer anything that led to a good conversation and, uh, or, you know, or I felt like was exposing the audience to something that I think me or them hadn't seen before. So mm. sometimes with comedians, it, it's fun because you just can sort of sit back and let them be funny. And sometimes in the middle of all that TV production, that's like, thank God this, you know, uh. thank God this person's there to take the ball for a little bit. <laughs> but... I really do the best conversations we have on the show are actual conversations where it's like, oh, I did not know that. Like, you know, right, right before the show was canceled, we talked to Dr. Yabu Blay about the one drop rule in, in America and how you're black and you got one drop of blood. And I felt like this isn't happening on the other late night comedy shows right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, totally. Do you, are you left with a, a favorite guest, perhaps? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard. You, you know, it's always, it's like everything, your first experiences are always the hardest ones to uh, to forget mm-hmm. the ones you remember the most. I mean, the second episode of Totally Biased, I don't count the first one. Our, our first guest was Chris Rock, and that was really not, you know, we were sort of cheating. Well, uh, he's but still... the second guest we had was Rachel Maddow. Nice. And, and that was just like, I mean, if, if they had said, if, if the interview, if, as soon as that show had ended, they'd be like, your show's been canceled. I'd be like, well, I am in the win column. <laughs> because I've been a huge fan of hers for since she had been just a guest on Keith Olbermann's show. Mm. And for me, like, I would watch her show and be like, this, I think she does a great job of, like, dist- of distilling information and making it in bite-sized pieces, and I think she's pretty funny. She's funny. Yeah. And I always felt like, if I could do that show, but with my sense of humor, that's the show I would want. So that was kind of what I was trying to do with Totally Biased, but maybe that work will continue elsewhere. Hmm. Well, cool. So she's kind of like a guiding spirit. But it's, that's almost like yeah, the two voices, my, Chris uh, Rock. Yeah, <laughs> her and Chris Rock. She's my, you know, she's my Buddha, or my spirit animal, or other racist things that I'm saying that I should be saying. <laughs> right. That's great. Um, all right. Well, just uh, any any future projects? Anything else you're working on? You're excited about besides well, this I mean, tour? Well, I mean, this is you know this is supposed to lead to the recording of a concert film 
later this year at some point. So this is where the, you know, right now this is all my eggs are in this basket. But uh, like yeah. I said, I'm talking to a lot of different network people about what happened, about things, opportunities. So, you know, nothing I can announce right now, but certainly if people were like, man, I wish you could, people were like, I wish you could get back on TV. I'm working on it. Nice. So this tour is, is building that, that hour special. Yeah. Yeah. I've never recorded us, us you know, an hour special. So that's, what the, oh, that's gotta be that's exciting. Are you excited to record a, a full traditional hour comedy special? Yeah, I hope it's not too traditional. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about the future. Uh, Sixty yeah, minutes I'm, long. I'm very yeah. excited about that. To mm-hmm. me, that's the mark of being a comedian. Like you know, is having an is you know, I mean, the goal is to be like George Carlin, where when you mm. die, it's like, oh, you have like fifteen of these. <laughs> right. Oh, R.I.P. Every day, he's the best. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then, well, cool. Yeah, fi- the, goal is to leave, the goal is to leave a body of work behind, you know. I think that that's the, as much as the work, it's not the club, it's also about having a thing that people, it's like mm-hmm. a time capsule. The legacy. Yeah. See how many hundreds of years it takes people to forget you existed? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. And Oh, and finally, yeah, I had to mention the, uh, I'm, I'm totally biased, the, the Zimmerman jury thing was so hilarious. Being, oh, yeah. being, being from Miami, <laughs> yeah. being from Florida. Going to Miami, I might have to send my hologram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you and Pac together. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, yeah. No, thank you. That was a, that was a very you know that was a very you know I say that knowing full well about what Zimmerman means in Florida, but that was the thing that I, you know it was like that's why I felt like separated my show from the two. There was times where it was like, oh, he means this. Like and to me, that's the that German jury was the time. I was like, I mean, this is not a this is it's a joke because it's funny, but that doesn't make it not how I feel. Right. Yes. And, and that's the kind of jokes I like to write. Is that when you when when my opinion of the situation actually matches the joke? I, that's those are the jokes I like the most. Where it's like, mm. no, I'm, as I say all the time, you know, I'm, I'm I tell jokes, but I'm not kidding. Ah. Well, <laughs> good good distinction, indeed. Yes. Well, cool. Unless you have anything else um, that you would like me to cover or I've missed, I'm out of questions. Okay, no, I think that's it. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm working hard to uh, either, you know, make the choice to either get back on television or shut it down and go straight and stay on the internet. Like, <laughs> you're becoming increasingly popular, so we'll see what happens. But stand-up is always chugging. Yeah, stand-up is that's the great thing about being a stand-up, you know. It's, it's always there. You just have to... You know, now at this point, if nobody will book you, you just go call a place and book you, book your damn self. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, thanks again all for right. doing this. Uh, Kamal, Mr. Bell W, or I don't know, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to call you. Kamal, we're friends now. Kamal, oh, you're thank fine. you. <laughs> nice. All right, sir. Thanks again for doing this and doing what you do. You are an inspiration, sir. And thank I appreciate you very much. it again. Yeah, good talking to you. All right. See you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. And indeed, thanks again to Kamau for that awesome interview. Uh, It was a phone interview, as you might have been able to tell. It was for the Miami New Times, and it was right before the show, uh, before I went to go see him, and he was hilarious, as I mentioned up front. Uh, So check him out if you don't know Kamau Bell. K-A-M-A-U. Look at the title, you'll see it. Um, Other than that, At Midnight was incredible. It was so cool to go especially as a volunteer and be able to go behind the scenes and get water bottles for Matt Bronger and Doug Benson and Arden Marine 
who are hilarious, and Chris Hardwick is as nice as you think he would be in real life, and nicer still. Um, and a bunch of producer and executive types whose names I probably should have remembered, but uh, it was just cool to meet them and see them doing their thing and working on the first live version of this pretty new show anyway, uh, which they're now doing live all over the place. So, and I, if you check out your screen, I happened to find um, the little list of jokes and premises that they give contestants to get them ready for the show. Of course, it's not all spontaneous improv. There is that. But, you know, they give these comics a chance to write and riff as they do best. So I lighten the load uh, after, of course. Of what of what they got? I want. I think it was Matt Bronger's. I think he just left it there. So Bronger, I got your I got your info packet, buddy. I'll get you on the pod later. Uh, I'll definitely go back next year. And you know, I say, I, I mentioned to Kamal that the festival doesn't use much Florida talent. Apparently, that's all festivals everywhere. That was news to me. I'm happy to learn that. And this festival actually did. It does have a local showcase. Um, it's in a lobby after the show when people are leaving after Joe Rogan and are commenting out and then it's like hey want to see some no names some people did and it's great and you know it's something to sink our teeth into and I was lucky to get onto that showcase and I've been on it the last couple years so featured three times at the South Beach Comedy Festival of course you guys know that's my credit in life hard swallow so yeah, these episodes are going to come out when they come out. That's what's happening, everybody. I do this alone, and I'm also working on my late-night talk show project, Casa de Haha ha Tonight. Check that out online, Casa de Haha ha Tonight, or Daniel Reskin, or Tonight, whatever. It's a full late-night talk show. Uh, we edited the first episode. It's a half hour. I interviewed Billy Corbin from Cocaine Cowboys. I had a comedian panel on there, Jessica Gross, John Vargas, and Ricky Cruz. Surprises. And my music was done by the incredible Time Zookeeper from the uber-credible Miami band Telekinetic Walrus. Check them out on SoundCloud. They are amazing. You're actually listening to them right now. Did you know that? Did you? You are. Too late. <laughs> Some fun stuff. Check it out, guys. It's, it's original content. Pirate material coming out your stereo. So check that out. Be on the look for more things. They're going to come out when they come out, guys. That's the reality of it. Uh, the regular schedule is coming one day. But until then, I thank you for your sporadic listenership. If you need to unsubscribe because I don't release weekly or even sometimes monthly, I do understand. In fact, I had never registered your subscription in the first place. So really, it's not like God is dead. It's like he was never there in the first place. Right, Nietzsche? Okay. Anyway, guys, starting to trail off. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Casa de Haha podcast, episode 19. Check out the rest of my stuff at danielreskin.com. Or follow me on the Twits and the Strinsterstrams and the Facebookans, Daniel Reskin. Thank you so much. I wish you the best but also a little bit of bad to make that best look better. Good day.